Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nicholas. And on this podcast, we will be talking about our trip to Disney World. That's Woo-hoo! right. Uh, this podcast marks the last time we'll talk about Disney World probably for a few years. So, wow. I mean, it, some of you may be very excited by that. Also, in the reality half of this podcast, we're going to be talking about My Strange Addiction, which I'm actually, uh, it's weird that. We haven't talked about this before. It's been on for so long, mm-hmm. and it's so weird, and we yeah. like to look at these weird uh, uh, reality well, shows. Well, you do, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it kind of backfired. I mean, honestly, I don't think Ashley knew what she was getting herself into. I did not. And so we watched. We only watched one episode of that, but I think it'll be fun to talk about it. Uh, but uh, before we do anything, Ashley, don't you want these fine folks to do something for us? Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. We were trying to get to 100 five-star reviews by the end of the year, and we are very close. Close. So if you like us and you like the pod, just go ahead and drop on down on your Apple Podcast app. Give us five stars. Write something nice. It'll make our day and it'll help us uh, get one step closer to our goal. Which is a hundred five star reviews. Mm-hmm. Also, while you're at it, follow us on Instagram at Reality Blows Podcast. We're having a good time on there. Send us your cats. We'll send us we'll send ours to you. Yeah. Trading uh, cat picks. Trading cat picks. So Ash, I mean, do you still What's feel up? like you're on vacation? How do you feel? I mean, we got I mean, it's Monday the crack of dawn <sighs> on Monday morning. We got back on Friday night. How you feeling? Well, I think we should describe to these people this isn't just a Disney vacation. I mean, this is an all star Disney dream vacation right i mean we're gone for a week first off that's an insane amount of disney it's a lot of diz a a, a week some people usually they go for three they go for four days we were there for a week yes we were we were staying what was the level of service that we had we were on concierge level ash yeah that's that's club level yeah fifth floor yacht club ever heard of it you have to wear a special band in the elevator to get to our floor. Yeah. Um, that, what we just did right then, back and forth, that reminds me, I think your dad gave us the note to stop talking over each other. Shout out to Steve, my dad. Turns out he's listening to this podcast now, and he has a note. <laughs> His note is that we speak, we fill we in talk the too gaps. Fast. We fill in the gaps, and we talk over each other, or wasn't really talk over each other, it was like... As soon as one person's on talking, the other person's on talking. I thought that was a skillful podcaster that did that, but apparently it's annoying. But my dad would prefer if it was like uh, more like this. But don't, don't, don't you think that the podcast is malfunctioned? And then no, yeah, you it's scared. Any, yeah. Anytime that happens when I'm listening to a podcast, I start looking at my phone. Did my phone die? Yeah. Did, did the host die? But let's see if we slowed it down. I don't know if I can do it. Sure you can. It does feel strange. Little pauses. I don't know. I, I think that um, our tempo is good. Let's keep our tempo. Let's keep the tempo and the meter secure. So uh, I agree. I kind of like speaking at a fast pace, although it would help content-wise to stretch out these pods. We wouldn't have to fill them up with that many words. Yeah, that is true. We I, probably do like an hour and a half pod in an hour. I watch, uh, I listen to some podcasts that you like sometimes, like when we're traveling and stuff, and I do feel like those people have a slower go at it yeah you know what i mean they kind of slow down and like think about their words yeah instead i'm like yeah yeah i know what the fuck uh-huh, i don't know all right next we're talking about this <laughs> <laughs> and and i'm filling up any any space that we that doesn't have your words with like ah, mm, mm, ah, mm, ah. like there's a lot of that going on a lot yeah. of wind-ups i do a lot of wind-ups where I, i'm constantly l- listening to this podcast and editing out things like this yeah, you know, uh, mm, uh, I, uh, well, uh, I agree. That's like, what you do? That's what I do. What do I do? You don't do anything. What? You just sit there like a lump. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> anyway, so we were on concierge level, not to flex on all y'all, but. But, uh, but, but we have to. If you're concierge, it's part of the contract. Pa- you must flex. part of it. And the only reason that, I mean, we're, we had nothing to do with me and my, uh, my wonderful Ashley over here. Uh, it's because my dad uh, got it for us. He yeah. works for the company. and uh, He's some, a Disney man. He's a Disney man through and through. And that means we're part of the Disney family. And, and I don't want to take anything away from this man. He paid a shit ton of money for us to do this. Oh yeah, so it's Disney's not, like you not... Got it for free. Yeah, but it's a little more achievable when you're a Disney man. So, uh, as we said, uh, the past probably nine podcasts, Ashley, myself, my sister, my dad, we took a fantastic trip to Disney World, and we were saying we're on concierge level, level five. We stayed at the Yacht Club, Ash, didn't we? I really liked the Yacht Club. It had a giant, like I guess you would just say it was a, a formation of different pools. 
You had you had a, a lazy river. You had some jacuzzis. Salt water, folks. Salt water, sand on the bottom of the pool, so you can make sand castles. You had a, a pool with a volleyball net, and you had a slide. Yo, there was like a for real, for real water slide on this son of a bitch. Yeah, you went up a pirate ship. You walked up a, a pirate ship and down a tube, just like the pirates did it. It was super rad. And there and was twists and turns, and it was fun, and yeah. you had to get out into a saltwater pool. It was a lot of fun. It's interesting, because you think you're going to Disney, and you're like, it doesn't matter if our hotel has a pool, because we're going to be in Disney World the whole time. But like, I loved the uh, the moments we spent at the pool, the downtime, if you will. It was quite good. I, I got to go to the gym. And then uh, Ashley and I spent a couple of these mornings, a few minutes in that hot tub. Yeah. Then we take a dip in the lazy Nick river. Nick went to the pool. I mean, went to the gym every day. Y'all. Not every day, because one day I had to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and watch the <laughs> challenge with you, Ash. And, but pretty uh, much every day. Pretty much every day. Do you? I was so impressed. Yeah, well, you were you impressed because yeah. it looked like you were sleeping. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was in my sleep. I was thinking, wow, that's pretty cool. You came with us one day. Yeah, and then I was like, never again. Never again. Yeah, well, it was fun. I indulged, so I really felt mentally- Indulged in? Oh, eating trash. Delicious treats. Trash. Yes. Uh, I'm the goat at eating trash, is what I've decided. Mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm the best of all time at eating garbage. Um, yeah. And but I indulged, and I had planned on it. I, I went on a, a, a cleanse, basically. I went on a, on a fast, basically, for this, for months. Pre-Disney I was, diet. I had a pre-Disney diet that I stuck to 100%, and um, boy, oh boy, did it pay off, because I ate so much shit. See, when you're on concierge level, uh, basically what that provides for you is- a, No one can come to your floor unless they have a wristband, so it's keeping out the one. riffraff. <laughs> I'll tell you- it was really tough when you had to like swipe your little wristband when you get at least concierge level. Get us a different elevator bank. Yeah, I mean, that folks. is true. Because you get in on the elevator with the civilians, with the peons. Yeah, and then they're all pressing their floors, their little button, and then you have to. You're be swiping like, a band. Yeah, you're like, and they're like, "Ooh, me. what is that?" Yeah, and you can't tell them it's illegal. Yeah. So all what well, all that is doing is keeping those people on floors one through four out of the little room in which they provide muffins and cupcakes. Snack room. It's just a snack room. Yeah. Everything I think your else, dad called it the clubhouse at one point. Yeah, because I think it's called club level, so maybe oh, it's a clubhouse. But basically yeah. it was like a little dining area where you got to eat not great meals, but like there would be like a They in- had a breakfast, a snack, and a like five to seven happy hour those were the different and the happy hour had some it was like a sort of a dinner you know you got some vegetables you got some cold cuts you know you got uh, a pulled pork sandwich honestly there was one a couple times where i saw that in the morning there were some biscuits and gravy there was some oatmeal as someone who doesn't eat meat there's not that many meat free options in disney world like disney world proper if you're on the park um if you're on park territory Finding a, a meat-free uh, meal is tough. You know, they're like, oh, we have this Cobb salad. We can take the ham and chicken off of it for you. But on the club level, they had plates of roasted vegetables. Um, for breakfast, they had oatmeal. They had eggs. Ba- bagels. 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 So that, for me, was like really a game changer. Well, in the park also... I think they're doing a little better a job because you you had a couple of uh, veggie burgers, did you not? I did at the yacht club. At, oh, at the yacht club. at that little shack, that at, little beach shack. So at Pecos Bill in in Walt Disney, you you had a what did you eat there? Pecos Bill is that the the um the lunch that everybody hated except for me? Yes, the Western yes. style. It basically was like a Roy Rogers in the middle of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, everybody hated it. I loved it. You know why? It had exactly what I want in life, which is rice, beans, and roasted vegetables. So they're doing something there. I've noticed every place has an option. Every place had an option, and uh, honestly, I loved my meal there because I got the thing that I got pretty much every day for our quick meal. That's what they call them. Basically, your lunch is a quick meal on the meal plan. I got a bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, you were just throwing back bacon cheeseburgers. I don't like eating burgers. I think it's time you got off the meat. I'm slowing down on the meat. I made you that promise, okay? Yeah. I just have to re-enter into society, and then I will. When you were saying that you're the goat of eating garbage, like what garbage are you talking about? Do you, get, do you get that that's 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 fun, by the yeah, way? Yeah, because came goats up with, eat garbage. Yes, I may, came up with that on the way to a show, and I, like I said it. it at a show, and people laughed, but I couldn't tell if they thought it was funny. No, I get it. I think it's funny. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? So re- I was only thinking about that turn of phrase. Oh, well, I just Restate was, your question. I was with you, and I didn't think you were eating that much garbage. So what are you talking about? 
Uh, well, you know, I was eating big breakfasts. Like I'd have uh, the fact that I was eating a bagel. I would have oatmeal, and then I would also have like a bagel. It's a lot of starch. You know what I mean? That's that's a lot from a guy who hasn't had bread yeah. since June. To yeah. eat a bagel and oatmeal at the same time is seems like a wild man. It really does seem like you lost it. Um. Also, I was go walking in there getting a cookie every once in a while. Oh, the cookie. At night, I was having like a little brownie. Yeah, they had like a little fridge full of ice cream and like little popsicles at, for after hours. And then during the happy hour, they would have plates of delicious cookies. And you know, I went through those sugar cookies because they were just like, they were like a step up from a Subway sugar cookie. You guys like Subway sugar cookies? They're my favorite. <laughs> Subway makes some good cookies, folks. They really do. And then we had these, um, it's, it's hard to just, it's... What I like about Disney is that you are made to be a child again. And that is part of the meal plan because it's like everything is being provided for you meal-wise. You're not having to go out there and cook for yourself. It really takes out the guesswork. And you are forced to eat because you are on a meal plan. And yeah. and if you don't eat, you're throwing away a lot of money that you've prepared you better for. Eat. You better eat those meals. So you got to go to these restaurants and you see the menu uh, and the original prices on the restaurant. You're like, I guess I'll get this crab cake that is... $55 yeah. normally, but it's free on this meal. Well, not free, but it's provided to you on the meal plan. So you're eating like three square a day, which is not the way that I eat. I, I usually I, eat either. breakfast around lunchtime. Yeah. And then I eat dinner around when people go to bed. Same. That's what I do. That's kind of my, that's me as well. Oh my God. It's almost like we live together. It's almost and like do our lives together. are intertwined. <laughs> yeah. Are we the same person? Are we the same person? You know, what's interesting though, is that we were walking like 25,000 steps a day. So yes. it's like you have to eat all that food or Dude, you're going to pass out. Disney World is hard freaking work. It really is. You're moving from like 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. I was getting up at 8 o'clock in the... I was getting up at 7 o'clock in the morning, and I wasn't laying in bed till midnight, and often that was... I would lay in bed, look at my phone, and fall asleep, and my phone would hit me in the teeth. Like, we were, it, was, it was like immediate. You we just, were all passing out immediately. Passing the F out, bros. It was crazy. Yeah. And then you were like, gotta go to bed because I gotta get up early to go to Disney World again. Yeah. Also, when you're in Disney World for like a week, it's almost like you live at Disney World. It's like I you get it. used to it as if like this is the grind. Gotta get up and get my fast pass over at uh, Expedition Everest. Yeah, gotta get to Everest between 2 and 3 p.m. Gotta do it. Um, Disney itself, Disney proper was incredible. We experienced some new rides we'd never done before. We did the Avatar ride. The Avatar ride, which is basically like a, I would say, a B-plus uh, 3D experience on a yeah. machine that, that buzzes around and makes you feel like you're moving. I didn't like it as much as everybody else I did. I loved it. Guys, am I the first person to say that the Avatar ride ain't what it's cracked up to be? Email us at realityblowspot at gmail.com. I would say the big difference in Disney from this trip to last trip was that Disney had invested in more world building. Like the Avatar world was Avatar like. Avatar world was sick. And it was I would like be... a whole nother society in Animal Kingdom. And then the Star Wars world was like the Galaxy's wild. Edge. Galaxy's that was wild. Edge, folks. And it's so interesting that the touches they do so that when you're walking from one world to the next, it's really a transition into that world. It's not a sudden thing. It's like you are now. they they The psychological tricks behind Disney World are, I'll say it right now, wildly impressive. Okay, so it would have helped if I had ever seen um, Avatar ever, ever, ever. That's a problem for all of us. Your dad had seen it. Yeah, he was the only one that saw it. And I got to imagine that's a lot of people that go to this park because it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, folks, at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com, but I do not think that that movie was a hit. And yet Disney it bought was a it. Hit. And it they're going to make it was another up for an one Oscar. for technical reasons. I, you know that I I think I, I don't I don't know all I know is that people said it wasn't that good and then like 10 years later Disney buys it and makes a whole theme park out of it and now James Cameron's making a sequel it's it's odd it's a weird way to go about making a sequel of a movie I don't know but never saw it it looked cool I couldn't understand how they made the goddamn thing because it looked like there were floating islands in Disney World like it was in, it really was crazy the Avatar world is incredible so, Animal Kingdom is incredible. You're not a big Animal Kingdom nah, fan. Nah, it's too hot. But I, I love the, the jungliness of it all. And I don't. 
My favorite ride is there. Expedition w- Everest. Not my favorite ride, but I want to talk about Well, that's these. not actually my favorite ride. My, my favorite ride is um, uh, Mission Earth. No, it isn't. What is it? Mission Earth. We hate that ride. No, Earth, the one in the ball. Oh, that's... Uh, I Spaceship forgot. Earth. Spaceship Earth. Sp- right. That's my favorite ride. Sorry, guys. We just had, That was a huge fight, actually, oh, I just God. got into. Yeah, we had to pause the pod. Um. So, yes, I, I didn't know anything about Avatar. I thought that that ride was a bit overrated. Then there was another ride in the Avatar where you, like, get on a boat and you, like, just basically... It's like a... Avert, like a, it's a small world style ride. Disney loves the we're putting you on a boat. You're going through your all these crooks and crannies, and you're going to look at a lot of animatronic things doing stuff. Crooks and crannies. Is that not I right? Think it's nooks and crannies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. Crooks and what crannies. What are you going to do? Uh, but the thing is, I don't babe, know. edit that out. Nope. Edit it I'm out, actually, babe. This podcast is going to be an hour and ten minutes of just you saying that. Crooks and crannies. Crooks and crannies. Crooks and crannies. Um. So. Avatar didn't really understand what any of the Gleep Glorps were in Avatar. So I was like, uh, this is okay. It's cool. The, the animatronics now, like the little robots, are, are so, so advanced next that level. it's creepy. It's, it's weird. It is. They're doing something where they're proje- it's like a computer screen with projection with 3D imaging. And it all looks very real. It's sick, bros. And then, um, and then that- you go on like Peter Pan's flight and you're like, dude. I know, but that I like. Though. I like it for nostalgic reasons, 100%. Nostalgic yeah. reasons, love that. But then you're also like, we have uh, we have advanced leaps and bounds. So, Galaxy's Edge, though. Yeah. I've seen Star Wars, bros. Oh, yeah. Uh, Star. Uh, so, you're walking around this place, and something that Disney does really well, as Ashley was saying, was like, take you there. Like, you feel like you're there, really. It's immersive theater. It's crazy. And the site, uh, uh, we've watched like a lot of little mini documentaries. Shout out to Defunct Land. Yeah, on you guys YouTube. should look up Defunct Land. If you guys are Disney heads, check out Defunct Land. They just talk about rides and stuff like that. Or this guy who does this research gives you the history about the parks and all these things. It's really great. On one of those, he kind of talked about sight lines and about how strict they are with their sight lines in Disney to where, like, if you walk into a Disney theme park and you're in a particular land, they will do everything they can to not take you out of that. And no matter where you're standing in a certain park, if you look anywhere, everywhere you look, you're in that land. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, I'm standing uh, over on uh, the steps over by this thing, and I feel like I'm in Galaxy's Edge. If I look right and I look left, I see a parking lot. That's not ever going to happen in Disney World because that's what they do there. Galaxy's Edge, folks, in Walt Disney World. I haven't been the one in Disneyland. I'm sure it's great, too. It's incredible, and there aren't even any fucking rides open yet. Yeah, there was one ride that you go on, like, the Millennium Falcon, and it was cool, but not anywhere close to the actual park. Yeah, that was like a video game that shaked, yeah. kind of. It was yeah. okay. It was, 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 was kind of cool. Fine. Yeah, yeah, but it was, the park is like, park is, uh, is yeah, go for it. True or false, yeah. the line getting to the Millennium Falcon ride was yeah. cooler than the actual True. ride. I mean, True. you're going through, like, uh, like a... A bunker. A bunk. It ba- basically, you're 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 being taken to what it would be what it would be like if you were on one of these like um, like rebel ships that yeah. like uh, like steal cargo because that's kind of what you're doing. And then you go into this room, and there's an animatronic like telling you what your mission is. And the four of us looked at each other and had like a real debate on whether or not this was a real person or a robot. Couldn't tell it for a so second. It was so good. Couldn't tell till he turned his back and like he kind of like hovered over his computer. And then we're like, of okay. Typed. We're like, okay, that's a robot, I think. Um, another thing about Galaxy's Edge is that we saw like real live theater with characters. We saw stormtroopers walking around and we saw, um, I don't know if it was Rey. just, oh, it was Ray. It was Ray. And, and she was like hiding from the stormtroopers and looking at, at people who were visiting the park and like telling them to be quiet and like sneaking around some um, ships, it looked like, some aircraft. And as if you know anything about Ash and I, we like immersive theater. We love right? it. Sleep no more, shout out. You're walking, and then all of a sudden, stormtroopers are like looking around for for yeah. you know, whoever they're looking You're for. You're all of a sudden in a scene, and and it's like people just stop and watch it, and they're just like walking around because the entire park is a set. Yes. So it's like as it's not like oh they have to go to like the theater part of the park. No, like you're in it. It's so much so that it's more of 
a set than the actual sets of these movies are. These movies are on green screens, right? And they build like three. They build like three quarters of a set so they can film, and the cameras like. Even in the real Star Wars movies, there it isn't as fleshed out as this. Where 360, you're actually in the cantina. Or 360, you're actually on Tatooine or whatever. This is more than anybody else could ever experience before. And then you got stormtroopers walking around, coloring this whole thing to make it feel like they're really looking for people. And it really does make you feel like you're in. It feels like you're in a scene. And something else that I don't know if Nick and I talked about, um, and it's a great segue point to the next thing I want to discuss. But pin trading is very big in Disney World. If you don't know about it, basically uh, Disney has created this whole cult of pin trading where you can buy pins and and you can Disney themed pins um, and then there's a group of pins that you cannot buy. They're called Hidden Mickey Pins and they're released to cast members who wear them on their body. Most cast members have like on average eight pins and then you can go and you can trade with a cast member and you can get some of these limited release pins, the hidden Mickey pins that you cannot buy. Okay. You can only get them through trading on Disney property. Gotcha. So I think I read one time that um, there's like, there are all these rules in place for Disney cast members when it comes to pin trading. And one of the rules is they have to have a certain number of pins with them at all times. So you see them, they have their lanyards on, or they have like this little, um, this like kind of like a fanny pack pad that has their pins displayed. And everywhere you go, you see cast members, a lady scooping ice cream, handing out Mickey Pops. She's got her pins on, okay? The custodial workers, they're still cast members. They still have their pins on, ready to trade. You go into Star Wars Galaxy Edge, no one had visible pins. Folks, they're not going to take you out of it. They want you to stay in it. Um, and it, it was really incredible. You also can build a droid. You could build a uh, lightsaber. And, the, and if you go in any of the shops, you also could spend like $200 on a statue if you'd like. It's it's pretty incredible. And the gift shops were, the one we went in at least, had like a full animatronic like shopkeeper. Yeah. And it was like, this was a pawn shop we yeah, were in. Yeah, it was sick. And it was like stylized. It wasn't just a gift shop. Uh, Yeah, that, that blew me away. It was pretty incredible. And, uh, you know, not to take away from the classic parks. You know, the Magic Kingdom is really fun. You get to walk around there. I mean, we made sure that we got on as many of our these storybook rides as we possibly could. Ash and I like these storybook rides. If you go listen to our uh, Six Flags Great Adventure episode, I believe. Yeah, check out the Six Flags Great Adventure after this episode. Go listen to that if you want a night and day comparison between theme parks. Because I think that's when we decided that we don't want thrill rides. We no. want to be on storybook rides. Yeah. We want to ride want a with narrative. a story. And that's what a lot of these things in the Magic Kingdom are. Oh, yeah. So you get on, uh, we went on a bunch of those. Uh, some of that I had been on in, I hadn't been on in years and years. Some that I had never been on. Um, so we went on, uh, as we talked before, we were on the Peter Pan's Flight Ride, which really just an ancient, ancient Disney ride. But yeah, it was rad. It is rad, though. You're I kind never been on it you're flying around on a boat and you get to see hook and everybody and uh peter and And it's it's the old characters from the original cartoon they don't even move did they move i think they had some basic because remember it wasn't peter fighting hook on the ship yes i guess but i can't even remember if he was moving Uh, you know what i mean like (laughs) i don't even know if he was moving we also went on um we went on the new little mermaid ride which i freaking loved yes this little mermaid ride was another one of these you're 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 taking a slow ride through on a clamshell yeah and you get to see like basically the story played out that's what all these books all these movies are you basically get to see the movie kind of played out in a, in a ride sense and uh this one's newer. Um, there was nobody online for this ride. We got in on five. We got in on a it was five like a minutes. Five minute line. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, Peter Pan's flight. It's it was like an hour 45 line. Forty five minutes every day. All week. It all was week. Weird. It was. It's like and until Mickey um, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, which we'll get to in a second. But I do want to talk about pins, Nick. Well, okay? let me. I just want to take everybody through these storybook rides. Okay. Really okay. Quick. So Go then for we it. had. Honestly, I do feel like that the ride, the uh, Little Mermaid ride was cheaper than other rides that we had gone on. Oh, really? It seemed more plasticky 
than the rest of the rides. Like, mm. you know, like where literally. I guess it was. It did seem like less stylized than Frozen. Yes. Frozen was like an incredible feat of animatronics. Yeah. And that was in Epcot. But this one, it almost felt cheap. Like when you were going through that main room and like all of the sea creatures. Right. Like where it, it, it definitely looked like it was like starfish on strings, like it bouncing did look up cheaper. and down. Ursula, though, was incredible. They spent the budget on Ursula. Ursula was amazing. Ursula was Go great. just to see Ursula. It was incredible, the Ursula animatronic. Um, but then we went on the Frozen storybook ride that was over in like the Nordic uh, land of Epcot or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's one of the rides that Norway? we waited for. Was that, was that Norway? I think so. So we went in there. The line was like 45 minutes long. Yeah. And by the way, we're not doing lines on this trip. Yeah. Like we did like three lines and this is one of them. Uh, and we, And the animatronics there. Now, this is a movie I have not seen. Okay, right. I have not seen Frozen. I've, I've heard the song Let It Go, all that good shit, but I have not seen this ride. And it didn't really matter because the puppeteering or whatever was going on, the animatronics were so crazy realistic on yeah. this ride that it was like kind of blew you away. The way that they made some of these um, th- these robots look like they were walking like humans it's all perspective and everything. We're talking but seamless movement, yeah, folks. Yeah, it's strange. There's no jerks. There's nothing to give this away as being a robot. And this was a gondola ride. This was like this a boat ride. This is once again, it's a Disney's got you in a boat and water. But this one was cool because it went backwards. Yeah, this was very cool. Which was cool. a fun touch. I, I, enjoyed, I actually enjoyed this ride quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, were there any other of those style rides that we went on? Mm-hmm. Where they just told mm-hmm. us the story of the movie? Mm-hmm. I don't really remember. But we, oh, well, yes, we did go on Splash Mountain. Yes. Splash Mountain, Splash the Mountain. classic Splash Mountain, classic. as you all know. We waited for that. That we was a wait. We did wait for that. I mean, it tells you it's the story of the Song of the South, which is the most controversial movie Disney ever put out. And for some reason, they made a ride about it 30 years later. Yeah, the ride is really fun. The ride is super fun because it involves great animatronics yeah. and really fun songs. You know, Zippity yeah. Doodah comes from that motherfucker. But it also has a thrill aspect because there's a big drop. And you get to see the whole park when you do this drop. And for some reason, Nick put his hands over his sister's eyes on this drop. (laughs) Why'd you do that? Well, she was in front of me. If you were in front of me, I would have put my hands over your eyes. Wow. I was trying to prank y'all. Yeah. So that also, that ride's kind of really feels like a kind of like a bad mushroom trip because it gets scary at some points yeah, with like, uh, the briar it gets kind of dark and everything. And you're just like, boy, if you're on mushrooms here, this would freak you out, folks. That's how I felt about the second, um, what was that movie? Uh, the one that we went on that we hadn't seen, Avatar. The second Avatar could have turned bad. Oh, that would have been bad. Sure. Yeah. That was spooky as yeah. well. So, yes, the storybook ride's quite quite a fun time. Honestly, those are my favorite rides when I go to Disney. I kind of want to be taken to a world uh, rather than be thrilled. It seemed like the crew that we were with were more into the thrilling rides because we kept going on them over and over again. That would be Expedition Everest. That would be the rock and roller coaster featuring hit band Aerosmith. Ever heard of them? And uh, what was the oh Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. Everest. Did you say Everest? Yep, I did. Thunder. Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, which was fun. Space Mountain, which I love. That was my favorite of the roller coasters. Wow. So, I I mean. We should get into the specialty rides at Mickey's Halloween party. Sure, but can I tell it, say the fact that I frigged my back up? I don't know yeah. why I'm deciding to curse and then not curse on this Nick podcast. hurt himself. Everyone got like a little hurt. I got hurt on uh, this Everest ride and I feel bad. I feel like it's karma. Because last time we were there, we went to Expedition Everest, and my dad got hurt. His neck got hurt on it. And I just laughed at him for, I don't know, a year. And, <laughs> and then you got hurt. And then What I, happened? We, well, we went on the ride two times in a row, which is a mistake, okay? That ride does not have the correct padding and the correct uh, neck guards for a roller coaster that goes upside down and slams around, okay? There's nowhere to put your head, really. You just have to lean it back. And if you lean your, ba- your back back up on the supports, there's no padding. And if it kind of jerks in a way, it kind of realigns your back in a way that you don't want it to realign like there's a thing in like mixed martial arts like when you fall down they teach you to fall and it's never flat back it's never like fall flat on your back because that's where you get really hurt uh it's like kind of take the pressure on your shoulder on your arm like spread it out a little bit but I guess I was kind of back straight up against like the what felt like almost like wood in the back and so when it kind of like slammed my back got 
something pulled and got readjusted and I didn't know I hurt myself till I was in the gift shop and I yawned and I heard like a pop and then I couldn't breathe for like a second. Mm. And I was like, okay, guys, I can't go on this ride. They were going to go on it a third time. I was like, I can't go on the ride. And then I was like waiting while they were on the ride and I was like doing stretches in front of the ride. Luckily, I stretched. Ashley taught me some stretches back at the hotel. Uh, what was the, what are the two? Cat cow. Cat and cow stretches, uh, yoga stretches. All the yoga heads. Really, really helped. It helped quite a bit. And I was doing those every morning before and after my workouts, and it ended up being okay. But I thought that that was early in the trip. That was like day one or two or something. And I was like, damn, am I all screwed up? And from then on in, I was not so interested in the roller coaster. You weren't jazzed. Well, the first night, we went on Rock and Roller Coaster like three times. Yes. And Gabby lost her um, magic pass. My sister band. Gabby lost her band on a ride. Ashley almost lost her, lost her band on the ride. My band popped off, and I had to hold it against my neck guard, just like f- using the force of my body to not lose it. Because that one goes crazy. It goes upside down. It's a lot of fun. They blast Aerosmith I loved ears. it. I've never been on that one either. And, and like as you're going in before the ride, the ride is like uh, where Aerosmith is like late for their concert and they, they give you backstage passes. You're in the sound studio with Ken Marino. Ken Marino is mixing a song, Walk This Way, for some reason. Even though this ride was built in 1999, they're mixing Walk This Way in the studio. It's like that came out 30 years prior. Like, why are we mixing this song so late? Didn't really make sense to me, a music buff. But Ken Marino's there. He's young. It's a lot of fun to see him. Um, and I forget, what's the actress who plays like their manager? It's like a character actress from the '90s. I don't know her name, but she's, she's been famous. in a ton of stuff. And it's fun. It's a lot of you know. It's it's really cool in the dark roller coaster. That's all neon and glow in the dark. We and, haven't even talked about Slinky Dog. And then the Slinky Dog ride, which actually was my favorite ride. I love Slinky Dog. There's also there's a new Toy Story Land, folks. It's awesome. And Toy Story Land is really fun. And there's a lot of fun rides to go on in there. And there's a, a roller coaster where it's like a kind of a Hot Wheels track that Slinky Dog takes you on. And it's just like a really smooth roller coaster that's good for people who don't want to go upside down. But it's one of the only roller coasters in the park that's outside. I didn't really realize that... I appreciated a roller coaster outside for the air, hitting you in the face and all yeah. that stuff. Because you're in all these roller coasters inside and it smells like stinky water. Yeah. You know, it's like a weird, you know, situation. Well, Thunder Mountain is half in, half out. Half in, half out, you know. But, uh, okay, so why don't we move on to uh, the most exciting part of our trip, which was our last night where it was Halloween and we had special tickets to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. It was so rad. At first, you you know, you're kind of, at least I feel like we were sold on the idea of this adult trick-or-treating, but there's only so much of that you can do before you go, what am I going to do with all this freaking candy? Well, it took me a while to come to that conclusion because I was run- with my dad running through these lines at, at about 11 o'clock at night getting bags and bags of Halloween After candy. I ate a full-size Snickers bar and then went on a roller coaster, I was was like I'm done. Um, I got jacked on that sugar. Ashley ate like three pieces of candy real quick, and <laughs> and she started like literally bopping around and jumping around, bouncing around because I was tired, and I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll just I'll just uh like pound the sugar, and sure enough, got me all pumped up. But the thing that I was not aware of, the thing I didn't realize about this party, was that all the rides were going to be such shorter lines. I didn't I didn't know that all the lines were going to be short. We got on Big Thunder Mountain in five minutes, okay? And not only that, we're riding the ride, and all of a sudden, all of these fireworks are going off all around us. So we're outside on this roller coaster. Fireworks are popping before, over our head, and the ride was like twice as long as it usually is. And that was another thing, is a lot of these rides were like a little different. So Space Mountain, for example... Um, Usually it's a roller coaster, it's inside, and you see space as you're on this roller coaster. But in this version, in the not-so-scary Halloween party version, it's pitch black. Pitch black, and they play like a scary theme. Classical like, music. Like it's not the s- usual science music. Like thriller music. It, it was not the song Thriller, but like a sci-fi. Movie, sci-fi. It this was, was uh, like, cla- like, like a suspenseful classical music in the absolute dark. Now, we were in costume. I dressed up like a spaceman, so I was like, got to go on Space Mountain. Um, and you could peep our, uh, hopefully you peeped our pictures on. Uh, it's on the gram. On the gram. Uh, did you put it on our regular gram? I think so. Okay. Well, if not, we'll make sure we do that. But And your uh, dad was also a spaceman? Yes, yes. It was really fun to go there. Now, my spaceman costume was a little a little tight. It was just a little, little tight. 
And, it was right uh, around the rear. Um, yes, right in the rear. <laughs> Apparently, everybody saw my flat butt that week, that day, um, and made comments about it behind my fat, my flat butt's back. Um, so when I, I was like, man, this costume, I don't know if I'm going to be, but I can't really sit in it. It might rip. What if it's ripped? So I made sure I put like re- regular shorts on and a t-shirt under it just in case. The first ride we went on was Space Mountain. As soon as I get in my Space Mountain car and I sit down, I feel a rip immediately. My pants rip. Yep. And then like during the ride, during like one of the twists and turns, I hear, and all of a sudden I have a lot of room. Like I feel like a lot of breeze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I get off the ride and I see my entire leg left leg is just ripped down the seam and i'm like well there you go i walked around in it for like another hour until the humidity got to a point where i ripped the rest of the costume off and threw it in the trash over by the haunted mansion what did you think about space mountain being in the pitch black dark super scary because i was so freaked out you guys the it wasn't just like the stars were off but like all of the other like effects were off so like when it looks like you're going warp speed and there's like a lot of uh different like beeps and boops and, and like planets and like and... It, it what it does is it makes it feel like you're in space but also what that 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 light is doing is kind of obscuring your view of the actual ride you're on which is just like a rickety roller coaster in a room in the rickety, dark rickety rickety and so when and you're not aware of the ricks you're not aware of the rickety ricks until there's no lights on and they don't have the regular and sound effects silent. on and now you're looking around and you're like I'm in a fucking huge I'm in a warehouse on a rickety roller coaster in the dark and I can see track and I can see support beams and I can see all the things that I couldn't see when there were kind of bright Jupiter in my face you know what I mean so it was added the added element of scariness was like a a nightmare like a haunted house rather than being in space it kind of rips the whole space motif out and makes it feel like you've woken up in a literal nightmare yeah Uh, I was terrified uh, it was super scary and the thing with also the cars on Space Mountain is you're it's four in a car, but they're all in a line. So you're not like sitting next to somebody that you can kind of hold on to. You're just like by yourself in yeah. a room. Yeah. And you don't know when the twists and turns are coming. So no. like when normally you can kind of feel like and kind of lean into the turns. And you can see because of the lights. And but this you can't. All of a sudden you're going straight and then you jerk into the left. And yeah. then you're going up. And it's like, ah, let it die. <laughs> um, that was really scary. And then the Pirates of the Caribbean and also the haunted mansion had live actors yeah the pirates one was really fun because you get on the ride and like there's all these animatronics the pirates ride it's classic but then all of a sudden there's just like a regular pirate guy like making fun of you as you're like uh, floating by yeah and like there's like funny little quips and stuff yeah like i love that it was really fun and the haunted mansion there wasn't any live actors in the actual ride but outside they were like putting on like a fun little show yeah for the people online and the people who fun. work the the um attraction were all in costume yeah. and there was a guy who scared me and then Nick said he was following me yeah. mm-hmm. he really got me and then Nick got scared on the ride I didn't get scared you on the yelped ride. you yelped and I yelled at your yelping okay, okay? Well, there was like literally the yelped. lamest part of the ride like literally just like a head shot up behind a gravestone <laughs> like jump scare style and she was like Boo! and, and then like, you huh? went you did a thing too yeah I just got scared because you yelled in my face but you still yelled no. and that's really the point that's of that true um what else what oh we didn't talk about the Country Bears. Oh, of course. The Country Bear Jamboree. I haven't gone and seen this attraction in years and years and years. And finally, Ashley got to experience it with me. It's a it's a fun show with animatronic bears that sing country tunes. It's been there for like 50 years. Turns out, Ashley knew all the songs. I knew all the songs. These are songs that I sing around the house because they're just songs from like childhood. And I'm not talking about Disney childhood, y'all. I'm talking about country childhood. Like, they they, their main song is Old Slewfoot, which I sing in the house all the time. Give us a little of that. Um, I'm not going to do it Go on the pod. Go ahead and do that. No, I can't sing. It's like high on a mountaintop, tell me what you see. High on a mountaintop, tell me what you see. Bear tracks, bear tracks coming after me. Yep, see, Ashley likes these little songs. I can sing the whole song. Any song that you could do this to. That's what Ashley likes. But it's I know these songs not because of Disney, because of my just my southern heritage, which you, makes this ride legit, y'all. 
Yeah, she loved it. It was fun. That was one of my favorite things. To I went on as it well. as a kid. I remember when I visited when I was like seven. I remember going to see it and and being really um, like super into it. But I haven't been. We didn't go last time. Mm. Haven't been as an adult. Um, met a real great guy working there named Daryl who knew all about the ride. Yeah. Became real good buddies with him. Yeah, you loved Daryl. I loved him. I went back and asked him how long he's been working there, expecting him to say 45 years. Oh, damn. How and many he was years? Like, uh, two. Man, two years. But he knew all about the ride, and he said that he um, he's like he was a prison guard his whole life. Mm-hmm. And in 1973, he visited Disney World for the first time, and he made a promise to himself that as soon as he retired, he would move down there and work there part-time. Wow. And that's exactly what he did. Living the dream, Daryl. This podcast podcast is dedicated to Daryl. Yeah, really May, into Daryl. May he rest in peace. But Daryl gave us some important information. And this is this was our first or second day. Nick, you have a uh, country music television jean jacket. CMT, ever heard of it? I've bought it at a goddamn thrift store in my neighborhood. He has a CMT jean jacket. It's very cool. And he likes and to And what have... that means is basically, I, I imagine if you worked at CMT, one year they gave out jean jackets with that, that with the logo, the logo on the breast. And so Nick has decided that he's going to have sort of a country or Southwestern themed um, pin collection around that logo. And when we got to the Country Bear, and so you went to Disney on a mission. You wanted uh, a Mickey playing a banjo. Yeah, I something like. like that. I just wanted a Disney pin that was country themed so I can add it to my uh, horse pin. And then my Blue Ridge Parkway pin, uh, which I got, and they look good on the thing. And I'm like, I'll add a couple of these, and that'll be like my little project. So we get to Country Bear Jamboree, and we're like, this is perfect. We can get some Country Bear Jamboree merch, okay? And that will work for Nick's jacket. So he goes into the Country Bear Jamboree um, gift shop that's next door, and you look for pins. Meanwhile, I'm talking to Daryl, right? And then you come back out, and you're like, they didn't have any pins. And then Daryl tells us, there ain't no pins or anything else with the country bears on it except for these five Mickey pins. That had just been released. They were just released. A couple of weeks prior. Good luck. And first off, we're shocked that there's no Country Bear Jamboree yeah. merch. So when I say five Mickey pins, I mean hidden Mickey pins. I actually talked about that before. So you can't buy them, you but can't you can buy ask them. every single person that works there if they have them. And hopefully... You'll come up with something. And Ashley made it her mission to find some of these pins. And did you, Ash? I did. You did find some of them. You found a a couple of the big owls that were the uh, The chase chase pins, which are like a a purple version of the pin. And you found like the three girls who Mm -hmm. come down and uh, swing on a swing. Every guy I want don't want me. Yeah. So it's uh, we we, we didn't find them all, but it did make us come home and decide, are we going to buy these for $80 on eBay? And the answer is yes, folks. (laughs) We are going to order them. I was also looking for the great um, movie ride pen that had just come out three yeah. weeks prior, but R.I.P. New, that ride, by literally the way. no one had seen that, and it's on eBay for like forty bucks. And since we're going to round this little part of the podcast off with consuming uh, and uh, capitalism, let's talk a little bit about when we went to Disney Springs and uh, our well, our crew spent uh, five hundred dollars on stuff. Yeah, we went a little nuts. I mean, I didn't even really go as nuts as you did. I just got like two twenty dollars shirts and um, some pin backs and some postcards nick was buying figurines well you know nick me, bought, folks. Sw- bought buying 60 dollars sweatshirts i couldn't believe it nick- i bought two sweatshirts a t-shirt and i bought two figurines okay i bought a mini and a mickey classic figurines fully posable uh articulated they're staring at me right now everybody in our clan decided that they didn't like that i bought these they thought i was weird <laughs> I had to say, just leave me alone. I want them. <laughs> and I still love them. And it's my favorite thing that I got from Disney. And they're looking at me right now as I'm podcasting. Are they not, Ash? They are pretty cool. Now that you have them home, I can see. And I think that the really the important thing about Disney Springs that we haven't touched on yet is the fashion that we brought to Disney World. I wore my three bike shorts. And if you've listened to this podcast, I don't know, in the past month, you've heard a lot of back and forth on these bike shorts, mainly Nick telling me that... Um, uh, me getting so into bike shorts for Disney World was suspect. Nick, how do you feel now that I rock those bike shorts and they looked great? I think that uh, I'm going to safely eat my words. Those bike shorts were great. Now, if you that, have bought Say that seven, one more time. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to eat my words. You're those gonna... bike shorts look great. Okay. Now, what? 
if you would have had seven pairs for seven days, I would have had to uh, put you in a mental institution. But you had three pairs for three days, and the rest were normal. So I think that was a nice, fine balance. You can even ask your mother, who emailed you immediately following our last podcast, talking about the bike shorts, who said, don't wear bike shorts every single day. Yeah, she did. Shout I, out to Lisa Henderson. What up, Lisa? Thank you for backing me up. Um, yeah, so I think the outfits were cool. I had like pretty much a Disney shirt for every uh, day, but you know they were like Halloween themed. I did come home after Halloween, unpack these things, and looked at them and go, "Boy, I'm never gonna be able to wear these again." And so I kind of rolled them up and put them in like a different part of my closet because I was like, "You can't take up room, Disney Halloween. That's too specific." Wow, I'm gonna wear my Disney stuff all the time. Should I not? The Halloween versions? Do you don't have? I had specific Halloween versions of shirts. There's one or two that I'd wear. There's the the witches club, the bad witches club thing I, I have, which is kind of normal. But then I have like a blue shirt with just like Minnie, Mickey, Pluto, and Goofy all in costume. Yeah. It's like that's not going to really work as a shirt normally. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I have like a mummy Mickey where he's holding a trick-or-treat pumpkin. And it's like that's probably not going to work normally. So, I mean, uh, I kind of threw away money. But you know what? It's all for the picks. It's all for the gram. I hope you guys are following us at Reality Blows Podcast on Twitter. And we didn't, I mean, on Instagram. Babe, we didn't even do that great of a job of posting stuff. I okay? Know. But we can repost some we stuff. We can repost. I, I think as, for promotion for this podcast, yeah. Ashley, since you are a promotion master, maybe post some pictures uh, about through our trip on okay. our main gram, okay. Okay. link in bio, all that stuff. Um, we don't have to tell you that. You found this podcast podcast you're listening to it now so thank you very much we're gonna come back in a minute we're gonna talk about my strange addiction um and uh uh ashley was weirded out by that so it'll be fun to hear what she thinks and uh stick around folks we are back we're gonna talk a little bit and i mean a little bit about my strange addiction uh we only watched one episode i had seen a couple of episodes when it first aired but this was ashley's first foray foray into something this odd uh basically uh, the show is on tlc ashley has the quick synopsis for us ashley take it away strange doesn't seem to adequately describe some of the addictive behaviors profiled on the series dangerous even life-threatening come much closer each half-hour episode features two adults who resort to extreme compulsions in an effort to soothe their emotional demons. Some of the addictions explored include sleeping with a turned-on blow dryer, eating bathroom cleanser, eating half a roll of toilet paper a day, extreme bodybuilding, and thumb-sucking. Some of these are normal, they seem like, and some of these seem crazy. To me. I hated this right. show. Nick pulled this up. He was like, this is a classic reality television show. We haven't reviewed it on the podcast yet. Just agree to do it, okay? We can't talk about Temptation Island yet because we haven't gotten too far into the series. You know, we watched. We're all caught up, but we already did the Temptation Island, like, I don't know, two te- two episodes can't ago. can't be talking about it every week, folks. It ain't the so challenge. So he's like, let's do My Strange Addiction. And I, you know what? I was worn down from the trip, y'all. And I said, okay, let's do it. Well, I think you probably said yes based on the fact that we have it on Hulu, which we have without commercials. Thank, Thank you God. very much. And it's a 21-minute experience when uh, it's a half hour without commercials. So, And I thought, you know what? Maybe I could like this. Maybe I should I should venture into it. It is a hit show after all. Yeah. Also, la- last night I went to a, uh, a concert and we had I came home at like midnight and we were very tired. So we were like, well, we got to do something real quick. And so this is what it was. But... It does seem like maybe the wrong show to watch right before you go to bed based on the nightmares that could occur uh, during your sleep. My major problem with this show is finding an episode to watch. We looked through, what, three seasons worth of episodes, and I was like, I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to watch that. Finally, we settled on the most innocuous one, which was um, a woman who's addicted to psychics and a man who is addicted to casting, which is putting his body in different types of casts. And the way he was saying casting as if it's like a thing we all know. Yeah, yeah I'm into casting. It's, it's like, like, oh, cool. It's What's clearly that? a sub, a sub, a sub, sub, subculture, you know, super is it, niche. Is it? He or was talking is it about it. A li- is this man a liar who wants to be on TV? He's a liar who wants to be on television. This is our main thing with this show. I mean, this, I think we watched something from season five or season, season six. And the woman who was addicted to psychics, if she was an actress or was just lying to 
be on TV. Boy, was she the best ever. Get her an award because she, I, I really, believed her. I totally believed her. She seemed this to have mental person. issues. Oh my God, 100%. The way, I mean, even the way that she walked when they would do like um, back shots and you would see her exiting a room, I was like, this is truly a character. I mean, really. I mean, it was wild to watch this woman work. She was uh, addicted to any, any decision she made. She would call a psychic based on it. They would interview psychics afterwards and they're like, yeah, this is uh, abuse. This is this, unhealthy. This person is abusing what psychics are. Yeah. Um, so like the woman would like, she's about to go on a date with somebody. She asked whether or not it's going to work out. She, uh, hey, there's a um, an eBay purchase I'm about to make. Do you think it's a good investment? Well, she was talking about toys and like dolls and collecting things. And then in one shot of her living room, I saw like a giant glass um, display case and I was like, I need to know what the freak this lady is collecting. Yeah. I wanted to know that. You know it's porcelain dogs or oh, something like that. Oh, my God. It was so, she spent half a million dollars on psychics, y'all. Dude, in the past five years or something like yeah. that? I mean, that is a lot of psychic stuff. It's just sad because also this is like, you know, I, she doesn't have any kids. She doesn't have any family. She doesn't have any significant others. Her one friend who she's like visited a couple of times didn't seem to be that close with her. And her friend is a photographer who is taking photos of her and her dog who does not leave her side. Yeah. And so maybe it's like her, this isn't a friend. This is someone she employs, you know, to take pictures of her and her dog because her friends seem to be kind of like just re like just finding out how serious the psychic thing was. And then her friend was like, well, how can how can we help you? you and the uh, the psychic woman addicted to psychics was like just call me or text me every day and her friend was like i'm not gonna do that yeah it's it was sad also like the fact that her friend was a photographer was like she's getting we're seeing her do a photo shoot the saddest little photo shoot with her dog and so the photographer friend is taking pictures of her eleanor was her dog's name and all of a sudden uh, the woman who's the addict gets a phone call and she has to like walk out of the room and take it. And the phone call is from a psychic. She comes in uh, while she's gone. The friend who's the photographer kind of has like an interview with the uh, camera and the producer and is like, boy, this is um, this is very this is odd. This has not happened before. Uh, she's never left a shoot to take a phone call. I wonder what's going on. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's like she's finding out about her psychic thing. And it's interesting that she didn't know that her psychic addiction was that bad if she's her friend. But what I thought was more peculiar was the fact that she made it seem as though this woman's getting a photo shoot with her dog, like, on a regular basis. I think she is. It's like, boy, every time we do a photo shoot with her and her dog, she has never taken a phone call before. Yeah. That's unlike her. It's like, how many fucking Sears-style photo shoots is this woman doing with her dog she also that's said, the addiction i want to see yeah i agree and she also said at one point with the photo shoot she's like we're gonna go look at eleanor's most recent pictures i'm thinking once a month maybe twice a month wild and that's why i think this woman thinks the photographer is her friend i don't think this woman has any friends she's just a photographer but she sees her so much that that's yeah. her buddy yeah god that's uh, odd it's it was this is my problem with tlc as a network TLC reality shows. I don't feel good after I watch them. Bad news, TLC. TLC is bad news. When and it, it comes stands to... for Tender Loving Care. <laughs> okay? Know. And it's it not. It stands for the Learning Channel. Well, it's not Learning or Tender Loving <laughs> Care. Okay? It's making, it makes me feel bad. Yo, remember TLC when we were kids? It was like the channel that like you'd, you'd flip past really quickly because you were afraid you were going to get some of that learning in your brain and you didn't want to watch it. As you were like going to Nickelodeon, TLC would pop up and there'd be like some like ABC show that would like teach you how to do something. It was like, it was, honestly, TLC was one of the first like uh, fungicational networks where like it would in the morning and in the afternoon it would have children's programming on, but they weren't the cartoons weren't as cool and as fun as like this. Nickelodeon and stuff like that. I believe TLC had um, no no that was PBS. It was kind of a PBS style really? thing where was it was it like, cable. 
Yeah, I guess it was cable. Okay, yes. that's why. I don't... So I know Ashley grew up in the sticks. She didn't have I didn't cable. Have cable, yada, yada, yada. y'all. Um, so uh, she just had the country bear jamboree songs, and that's <laughs> it. But uh, yes, it, but now it has really. I mean, it's it's almost like uh, cliche to even say it. But the Learning Channel is not the Learning Channel anymore. It's TLC, and you're watching somebody eat bars of soap. Um, uh, I, well, but who I likes this and why? Ash, be honest. How close are you to being this psychic woman? I related like, to her. Yeah, things could have gone differently for you. Correct? I, they could have, because you know, a couple of the things she, I understand her compulsion to want to run something by somebody. Reassurance. It's almost as if it's something that you do, quite a bit. You just don't get paid for it. That's right. Um, I do ask Nick to look over texts and emails and stuff, which seems to make him nuts. Um, <laughs> well, you see these psychics who are getting paid for it. They're even going on camera being like, this lady needs to leave me alone. Yeah, but I'm not asking you, like, should I buy something? I've, I'm just buying it. I've decided now I'm going to charge you $5 a minute. I think you should charge me $5 a text or email. That's not a bad for idea. For business things. That's not a bad idea. Now, the other, the flip side, there's always two stories here. The flip side here is we have this guy who's into casting. Now, casting, Ugh. they talk as if it's like a thing that people would understand. Go, oh, I'm into casting. You into casting? Yeah, we yeah. go to casting parties. No. That is where a guy just puts on his own casts, and he walks around, and he likes the attention that it gets when he walks into a room, and somebody asks him, what happened? How'd you break your arm? I, it was not. Now, as soon as Ashley sees this, Ashley looks at me and goes, I get this. I get it. Explain yourself. I enjoy. Okay. So, first off, I didn't like this guy and I don't believe him. Okay. Yeah, it seems like a lie. It seems like a farce. And, and his whole thing with casting that this is the part I don't get. The thing with his, his major uh, motivation for casting seems to be he likes the attention he gets. He likes going out and people being like, what happened? And he's like, I got in a car accident. And then like I tried to save a guy and like I was bringing a baby back from a burning building and I fell into a hole. You know, his thing is he likes the attention of um, having been hurt or being a hero in some way. That is not the part I understand. What I do understand is wanting to wrap your body in some sort of tight thing that is like comforting. And that is why I need a gravity blanket for Christmas. Nick, that is what I want is a gravity blanket. I want a lead blanket to put over my body that weighs me down. It was interesting that this guy's thing wasn't like he wanted a protective shell. When we started watching this and he was like, I like the feeling of being enclosed in a cast. I was like, oh, I get it. I understand what this guy's compulsion is. And I thought that's what he was going to stick with. And then it turned in the episode, it turned into him wanting the attention, which is not what I don't understand that. I mean, I am a person who gets on stage every night. So maybe I should understand the wanting the attention, but I want the attention for all the um, right reasons, which is, I don't know, my craft i don't know nick help me out here wouldn't you think that this man's uh wrapping his arms and legs up in a in a in in a cast is that not his craft <sighs> i don't know what's going on with this guy i i i if he had just been like my compulsion the reason why i, I like to do this is because i like the feeling of safety of being in a shell of being wrapped right, up right. i would have gotten that i would have understood that yes but you don't understand the fact that he just wants attention he just wants people to be like wow what happened he's like yeah. well thanks for talking to me nothing happened i did this myself in my car the way here which we did see him do yeah honestly uh, ashley and i the whole time were like this guy's faking it this guy's faking it this guy's faking it he really was good at casting himself. That's the only thing is like he did, he was able to on the ride over to a bar, put a full cast and not a soft cast, like a real cast on his entire arm and then walk in and it looked good and professional. The guy should go into doctoring because he's, uh, the guy knows what he's doing. But, but then he's like talking to people at the bar and then he tells them the and real reason. he tells reason. them the real reason. And they're like, oh, what? you just have that on you? Like and they, three old, uh, you know, salty dogs at the bar were like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. They're like, I don't like what this guy's doing. It makes me sick to my stomach. Um, but he did have a girlfriend. He had a girlfriend who, who was, looked normal. She was pretty, guys. 
And this guy, not it wasn't like this guy was handsome guy. This guy was an ugly dork. He was just a dopey big dude. He was ugly and weird. Okay, I, he looked ugly. Sorry, I'm 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 shaming this man, but he deserves to be shamed. He was a wiener, ugly, stinky man, and he had a pretty girlfriend. And but it made no sense. The girlfriend like didn't understand. Like the girlfriend's like, oh, this casting thing. I don't know about that. It's like, why are you going out with this guy? It's not like yeah. you've gone on a few dates with this guy, but this was his girlfriend. So either the producers were just lied and said that was his girlfriend or they were lying to be on television i couldn't tell what was going on but regardless it made me sick to my stomach same folks that was the podcast thank you for listening do us a favor rate us five uh, five podcasts on podcast podcast app rate us five stars on the apple podcast app write a little something nice as ashley said before we're going for a hundred before the end of the year and it's coming up the other things that you could do is follow us on Twitter at Reality Blows Pod. DM us there. Give us a suggestion for something you want us to watch. It would be a lot of fun for us to watch things that you like to watch and review them. Wouldn't that be a good thing? A little here, a little there, a little come see, come saw. Is that a thing? Who knows? Also, email us at realityblowspod at gmail.com. You can recommend us things there. You can tell us how much you love us. We'll read it. We'll respond. We'll have a back and forth. It'll be a lot of fun. Here's another thing you can do. Follow us on Instagram at Reality Blows Podcast. We're posting there. We're having a lot of fun on there. Y'all have cats. We have a cat. Y'all like reality. We like reality. We're having a good time. Also, you can follow Ash at, at Ashley B. Roberts on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. And as always, our cat Lily is great. We love Disney World. Big announcement next week. We'll yeah, talk to you. Yeah, we'll wait for that then. big announcement, y'all. Also, did you like the Monster Mash? Yeah, no one commented, no one commented on, that. on that. Did you guys listen to the Monster Mash? Be honest. Do you listen to our podcast fully? Because we sung the Monster Mash last, <laughs> last week. All right. Okay, bye, guys. Bye.